Hello and welcome to the HR Sucks podcast where we'll get down to the good, the bad, and the crap of workplaces today. On this episode, we're speaking to LA Business Journal's 2020 number eight best places to work, CEO and founder of HireClout, Avidas and Taplian. Nice. Did I, did I say that right? Beautifully. Thank you. Or do I need to say it with like an Armenian? Avidis. That would be lovely. Whatever works for you. Whatever. Nope. The first one sounded a lot better. Let's stick to that. Avidas, <laughs> welcome to the show. Thank you, Katrina. Love, lovely to see you and thanks for uh, having me here. So I was, you know, I, I'm always sketchy about these publications and, you know, because you, you got to pay to play a mm-hmm. lot of the time in these publications. But I went on your glass door and your, you know, Higher Clout has amazing reviews how much did you have to pay employees to leave those uh, about a thousand per <laughs> but worth every dollar <laughs> luckily nothing just just years of treating them well that's awesome um which there's a cost to that as well obviously right yeah what was the process of of i mean congratulations on making that list what i mean especially right now with everything going on um I know it's really hard for employees to feel happy and engaged with work because of everything going on outside. Um, what was the process like? I mean, how do they determine this list? So um, we, we, we got nominated and you get, a, you get a list, you get an invitation and it's actually a pretty, pretty thorough process with LA Business Journal. I was impressed with how legit it was because I, I agree, there's a lot of publications pay for play, right? Or pay, yeah, pay, pay to play, pay to win awards. This one was pretty legit. So they, they sent us like this incredible thick pamphlet of information that uh, Brenda, our lovely operations manager had to fill out. Um, they even have you put out your, your winning speech in case you win. Then what they do is they ask you for email addresses of every single one of your employees, and then they email them directly. Uh, we don't, you don't see the results unless you want to pay for the results, which we didn't. And, uh, you, you, you know, it could go all kinds of ways, right? It could, it could be good. It could be bad. Um, and lucky for us, apparently we've done a pretty decent job of keeping our people engaged and happy. That's yeah. I mean, they should have known better, right? We're Armenians. Like we don't pay for extra anything. Right. (laughs) Now they want me to pay for a logo. (laughs) Um, how, how many employees do you have right now? So I have uh, approximately 24 internal employees, and then we have some consultants, some technical consultants. So it would be right around 37. Got it. And tell me about HireCloud. Like, when did you start it? Um, just, you know, give us a, a two-minute, you know, idea of why you started it, what are your goals, um, and how long you started it, or how long ago. Sure. So we started, my partner and I started HireCloud in 2014. So it's been about six years. Uh, prior to that, we owned a, call, a company called the Mitchell Group. So um, we, we used some of the relationships and the infrastructure of the Mitchell Group to spin off HireCloud so we can start you know, a lot faster than, than a normal small business. Um, why we started it? I mean, we wanted to make bigger impact faster. We wanted to scale this time. Mitchell Group was a great company, but it was kind of a small mom and pop. Um, 
And that's it. I mean, it's been a hell of a journey. It's been lots of ups and downs. We've taken two steps forward, two steps back several times, but so far it's been mostly two steps forward, one step back. So, you know, we're definitely getting somewhere. That's probably like the, the biggest misconception about owning a business, right? Is everyone thinks success is linear. Yes. Um, like, you know, you go to this phase and then you're on this phase and you're on this phase and, um, they don't understand that. No, you're like, you're stepping, you're going to the side and then you have to go back. And then I think probably now they understand it because, because of everything going on. But I always feel like that's the biggest misconception about owning a business is that you are going to fail. It's inevitable. You know, if you don't, you're not really taking big enough risks in my opinion. I agree. I agree completely. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the LinkedIn thing with all the, the charts where people think success looks a certain way, but there's a lot of things under, under the rock, right? Uh, it's a grind. You know, it's, it's constantly, it's staying power to me. It's constantly staying, you know, motivated and keeping your eyes on the prize, not getting down on yourself, not getting down on your team and just keep, keep, you know, keep hitting it. Eventually you'll get there, you know? For sure. Well, speaking of your team, do you do the hiring yourself? I'm involved in the hiring process. I typically come in, uh, I'd say midstream to the end. So we have a pretty, pretty long, thorough process. We have typically a phone interview, a assessment that they take with cultural index. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. Uh, and then a, potentially another phone interview. And then they come in for an onsite and then a second onsite. Then they have to create a plan. So I come in right towards the middle of that process. Got it. There... That does sound like a pretty lengthy process. And I know there's, you know, you, you see these posts, speaking of, of LinkedIn, you, you see these posts of people kind of condemning that long interview process, you know? Um, so have, do you feel, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking that they're saying these things because they, they think that um, you're losing great candidates in the process. Do you feel that that has happened to you? It's, it's happened to me and it's happened to my clients, right? So I'm a, I'm a huge advocate of, of condensing time and moving really quickly. So it's not about us being indecisive or, or delaying it and making people go through hell to get a job. It's not at all that. What it is, it's, it's, it moves as fast as that individual can move, right? And the key here is that they're a cultural fit and they are a uh, technical fit. So it, it, if we rush the process, it's not good for us or the employee because at the end of the day, they sneak in. It's not a good fit for them culturally or technically, and they're not going to make it anyway. So what's, how is that good for them? How is that fair for them to delay their career by five, six, seven months to a year? It's better we know now. And yeah, we do lose some people, but the folks that are really, really engaged and really care, and truly, truly want to work at HireCloud, typically have made it through the process and found ways to do it. So we haven't had too many, too many issues. Okay. What are your favorite um, questions to ask applicants? Normal questions or weird questions? Um, Both? Weird. All right. I'll give you the weird one. Uh, <laughs> so we used to ask this great logic question. I got to bring it back. But um, there was three of them. My favorite was this one. So... You know, what happens if you inherit an elephant? That's one. Two, if you had to fight a tiger or a lion, what would it be if you were locked in a room? But my absolute favorite, which threw everybody off, was uh, close your eyes and pretend you are a pencil in a blender. What do you do now? 
Yeah. I weird. feel like I would not get hired. Probably not. Yeah. Okay. If I inherited an elephant, what would I do? Well, that one's, that one's just about logic, right? That's easy. It's about kind of going through that, but try to do the pencil one. That one's nuts. That one's I'm, the best. I'm closing my eyes and I'm a pencil in a, in a blender. Blend, in a blender. Yes. What do I do? Yeah. What do you do? Um, I know it is, I feel like this is a joke from like a second grade joke book or something. Like, <laughs> no. like the answer is like, I have to write myself out of it or, you know. Huh. See, uh, that's clever. You see how creative you are? Yeah. See, you know what? Damn right. You could have gotten the job. No, so it's, it's actually. What it's, position would I have gotten? Any position you want. Just, just write really? it down as long as, you know, as long as it's not my position. You know what? Hell, take my position. I'll be the chief snack officer. Ooh. How about that? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> love it. I love it. Yeah, the pencil, you know, the, that question really told us what, who people are. are. Do they get impatient? Do they get frustrated? Uh, are they creative? Are they not? Are they in the box? Are they out the box? Do they give up quickly? Frankly, do they have a sense of humor? Mm -hmm. Do they get, you know, are, are they witty? Are they quick on their feet? Uh, are they able to be playful? Because that's what our organization is. Folks that were too serious, and weren't willing to fail and look bad, they got really frustrated quickly and, and would say, I don't know, I, I don't know, I don't know, you know. And, well, it's and, really interesting because um, your, your industry, right, the, the technical recruiting and, and consulting, I don't imagine that there are big personalities um, in the talent pool f for this industry or, awesome. or am I mistaken? No, you're dead on. This is more for my internal hiring process. My, my external hiring process, my favorite, absolute favorite question is, why did you take that job, right? What did you accomplish? Why do you want to leave the, that job? That's it. Hmm. Really, that's, it. that tells me everything. What, what got you excited to take that job you took? What's missing, right? Like, why, why are you leaving? And what, what did you accomplish in that time frame? I got a question for you. Go for it. Why is Tigger always dirty? It's a damn good question. Wow, I have no idea. Because he always plays with poo. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> that's the second grade stuff right there. Hey, weren't you voted funniest fifth grader? I was voted. I was voted funniest in the fifth grade. The problem was I was never voted again after fifth grade. Ah, is so. that because you didn't go on to sixth grade, or was it? No, no, I was voted. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a really sad story. I was voted most helpful in sixth grade. So I went ah. from class clown to ass kisser in the span of one academic hey, year. Look where it got you though, <laughs> right? I, I realized it was because uh, in order to get voted funniest in fifth grade, this is a secret by the way, I don't tell anybody this, but I totally campaigned for it. Like I went around nice. and, and told people to vote for me. That's awesome. Yeah, but right. now I, you know, does that make it not... Well, I guess that's oh. what our, our government does, right? Right. Totally counts. All right. I don't feel bad anymore. You Fuck shouldn't you at all, right? 20 years later. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, those are great questions. What, what is the most, okay, you have the staff. What is the most challenging part of managing employees for you? Ooh, um, it, the, the balance, for me, I think it's balanced between being caring uh, genuinely caring about them and making sure that they're performing, 
right? Because it's, it's a fine line of being a positive leader, making them feel good, making sure that they're developing and getting better. Um, but at the same time, getting what you need, right? At the end of the day, it is a business. I think people forget a lot. Uh, folks in, in, you know, in this space believe that we're here to, you know, for our pretty eyes and we're supposed to just, you know, just give them everything, but they're not supposed to perform. And so that's tough. I also believe in radical candor. I don't know if you've ever heard of the concept, the book. I'm a huge advocate of that. So that involves a lot of honesty. And so sometimes people are not prepared to hear honesty. You know, sometimes it's, hey, I don't think you're going to make it. You know, and that's not a great thing to tell someone, knowing that that conversation will lead directly to uh, them either looking for a job um, or just not performing at all or quitting. And that's okay sometimes, right? Sometimes that is the career conversation that's necessary. Got it. And I guess with that, what are your, what are your pet peeves? I mean, if, if that's your challenging part, what are just the things that, that drive you up the wall as a manager? Um, you ever heard of the concept of uh, go-getter, right? Of course. So, yeah. Oh, no. Uh, uh, people call me, oh, no, it's gold digger is what they call me. Oh, so, oh yeah, it's oh, yeah. slightly go, different. Go, go gold-getter. <laughs> No, go-getter. Uh, yes, go-getter, go-getter. So for me, I, I absolutely despise selfish people, right? And the, the concept of go-getter is not a bad concept. It was always cute dog. Uh, the, you know, the, the concept of go-getter was all about going and getting what you need, right? But there's a little bit of a selfishness to getting what you need and going. For me, it's all about go-giving, right? It's like come in, make an impact. If you give, you will always get right? Without needing it or expecting it. Um, I don't do favors so I can get favors. I don't work hard so I can get something in return, right? I just do it. So that's one pet peeve. Number two pet peeve is lazy people. People that don't have good work ethics literally drive me crazy because to me, it makes no sense why you still have to be here. You still have to be here eight, nine hours a day. Why not just do it right and do it well and kick ass? Why, why go through life just half-assing it? Why not full-assing yeah. it? You know, just full-ass it and full. get it. Yeah, right? put your full ass into it. Right? It's the only yeah. way. I've ne never been told that. Um, First of So, many. no, I, I totally get that with the lazy. It, and, you know, here's the thing. It's actually not – it's not the lazy people – that um, drive me crazy. It's the lazy people that complain mm. that drive me crazy, right? Because it's like, um, you know, like we were, I was having a conversation with, with some girlfriends and it, it, it kind of, it bothers me when I hear people say, like, I just don't know why I'm not losing weight, you know? And I'm like, I know why I'm <laughs> not losing weight. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You know, because of whatever I ate this or did this or did. So the same thing kind of applies to like work, right? It's like, I don't, I don't understand why I'm not being promoted. Like, no, like if you're lazy, then just own it. You know, like, don't, don't complain to me about why things aren't happening for you. Like, I'll respect you if you're just like, yeah, I'm, I'm lazy. Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm not very driven. I'd be like, okay, well, um, you can't work here. I mean, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, it's too late. You're here. But um, I'll, you know, we'll have to find a way to, to work with it, I suppose. But that's, I think to me, it's like the ones that act like they don't know why things are happening. Yes. Yes. Almost like a, like delusion, right? Absolutely. That, that drives me crazy as well. 
tell, speaking of crazy, um, not me, tell me the craziest employee story you have. So there's a few, but I can't discuss it here, right? Because it's for legal purposes. Um, but one of the funniest. You're, you're yeah. no fun. You got to go. We got it. Uh, we're done. With this we're call. ending this. Oh, God. All right. I'll give you, I'll give you a funny one. I'll give you a funny okay. one. Look, I did accidentally hire a criminal. So, but I can't get into that. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, but the one I can go into is I hired a young woman many, many years ago at a, at a previous company and uh, she wanted a, a big title and she wanted business card. She said, hey, I'd like to get a, a business card with AVP title. And I said, well, Kelly, but I can't give you that title. You know, you're not an MV AVP here. She said, well, I was an AVP at my former company. I said, I understand. I understand, but I can't, you're not, you haven't earned that. How could I give you a business card? She says, listen, for me to be important and to be able to sell, I need an AVP title. I said, can't do it, Kelly. And she said, look, don't worry. I'll, 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 I'll print the business cards myself. So her solution to me saying, no, you're not that was, oh, don't worry about it. I'll just pay for it myself and I can give myself a big title, which was hilarious. Oh yeah. She lasted less than four weeks, by the way. Oh, and she pretended she met a client she never did. So that was my, one of my favorites. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And how, how do you have that conversation, like that termination convert? Was it like good or was she kind of expecting it? Yeah. Yeah. When you don't work, you, I think you eventually are like, oh, I got caught, right? Huh. Yeah. So. No, you'd be surprised. <laughs> You're right. You know what? You've done this more than I have. It, it is. It, you, I was surprised. Um, but, you know, we're getting a little bit too good at this termination thing, you know, doing it years and years and years. One of the coolest things is if you have ongoing dialogue, not these one-year reviews, people know, you know, they're not surprised. They thank you. Hey, appreciate it. Thanks for, you always want to treat them with respect and make them feel like they did nothing wrong. It's just not a good fit, you know? Sometimes it's yeah. us. You know, sometimes it's not you, it's me, right? Is that, huh. is that the right way? No, it's you. Oh, it is you. It's always you. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Uh, but no, that, that, I mean, I, I obviously, um, relate to that because, you know, this is part of like the performance process, right? And yes. I'm always, I think that a lot of employers do a poor job having that communication and, and an employee does their annual review and their self-evaluation. They give themselves like a 10 out of 10 across the board. And then the manager comes back and gives them like a two and there's there's culture shock and whiplash there right and so you know you want to have these ongoing communications because now you're going to have a disgruntled employee because the entire time they thought they were performing well because you never said anything to them Absolutely. and now you're telling them when they have a maybe a merit increase on the line you know it's it's a terrible situation to be in and i don't i don't know if a lot of leaders are completely understanding that you know, they're not understanding that you, you, you don't want to wait six months or a year for an employee to find out they're not meeting expectations. Number Absolutely. one, why would you allow for it to go that long? Yep. And then, and number two, um, it doesn't, it honestly is a characteristic of um, a weak leader, Absolutely. in my opinion. Absolutely. You know? And why waste someone else's life for six months to a year? They've got exactly. these big goals, right? They want to be vice president. They want to have equity in the company, yet they are not performing yet they're wasting six months a year of their lives they can go somewhere else and do something better it's just not the right fit by the way katrina as an hr expert i wanted to ask you this too this is another one that drives me absolutely bananas um, okay why do we have to tell people and placate them when we terminate them out 
how amazing they were and why it's not them, it's us, right? Because there's a lot of games involved and legalities. I wish we were in a world where we can say, hey, it is you. Don't do this. This is gross. Um, you, you know, this is holding you back in your career and your life, but we can't, right? So we have to, you know, play the game a little bit, which drives me nuts. Politicking drives me nuts. Sometimes it is a game, but in a situation like that, um, the approach that we've, we kind of take as a company is, hey, listen, this isn't a good fit for you. And the reason why you don't want to, you don't want to get too personal or you don't, you know, you don't want to say these things is because if you hadn't been saying these things while they were under your tenure, you know, or if you were saying these things and they weren't listening, I don't see the point of saying it on their way out, you know, because now you're just upsetting them. And as much as we would like to say like, Hey, listen, you were just really terrible. I always believe that there's still a part of, unless it's just a bad person, right? Just an asshole person. Mm -hmm. Um, I really do think that there is some level of responsibility on the company's part. And it could have been from the recruiting process. You know, they weren't vetting vetting the candidate properly or maybe the onboarding process. I always feel there's some level of responsibility there for the employer. Um, I don't necessarily believe in bad hires. I believe in bad recruiting. I believe in bad onboarding and bad training and bad performance management. Again, I think there isn't a lot of bad people, you know? Agreed. It just wasn't a good fit. And so that's the approach that we take. We're just like, hey, listen, you're not happy. We're not happy. You know, we don't want to waste your time. We want you to find a place that, you know, you can thrive in. It's obviously not here. I don't we definitely don't take this route of, Oh, you were great. No, because that's lying. I won't lie. Um, but I'm going to, I want to make sure like whatever I'm saying has value, you know, um, excuse me, sir. Can, do you mind taking your email notifications off? That is annoying, isn't it? My apologies. It's an Outlook uh, thing because it's the only time I hear it is when someone has. How do you hear mine? You hear mine? I can hear like the little bell. Ding, yeah. Ding. So the the reason I'd want to tell them is not for, to to give them a jab, right? It's it's for their own good. Hey man, when you go do this, this is what happens, and uh, unfortunately you can't. So you're right. It's not worth it. But yeah, but I feel like you already told them that that to some capacity, right? When you're trying to get them to correct their behavior I feel like you've already said those things and so saying that on their way out it's just there's no value there there's no value for them and definitely zero value for the employer because you're not going to change them you know what I mean and 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 that's kind of the complex that us as founders and CEOs have is because we are influential, whether it's, you know, a group of five people that we influence or a group of a million people that we influence, we are influential. Yes. Um, sometimes I forget that. Sometimes I forget that, 
you know, I am a CEO of a company. I have people looking up to me, not just people within my company, but our clients and the employees of their company and anybody, my, you know, friends from high school, people that follow me on, on social media, I guess for me, I, I think I'm just a clown most of the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, don't, don't listen to anything I say. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> um, but they are paying attention. And, and I forget that sometimes because when you're in an arena, maybe like my network, everyone is more successful than I am. And so I feel like a, a peewee, you know, but I don't realize that that's not the important part. The part is I do influence people because I say things and people respect me. And so Correct. if that person as a CEO of the company isn't listening to you, they just, they won't, they're not going to listen to you on their way out either. It has to be something that they figure out themselves. So, so it's- as much as we want to say, Hey, you're, you're gross. That was a terrible thing to say, by the way. I hope you don't say that ever no. <laughs> to any employee. No. But um, you know, as much as we we think we want to say it, that 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 word in itself just doesn't have any value. No. That's my professional opinion. Of course, of course. So, what did you learn from? I mean, you hired this gal. She wanted to take over your entire company in a matter of weeks and do no work. So you must have learned something from that. Like what was implemented maybe in your recruiting process or what did you learn? You know, it, I'll, I'll, I'll think about a lot of different wrong hires, right? For whatever reason, a lot of times like you, I like to look at myself first rather than blaming those folks. Cause every, almost every single person we've ever had minus a couple, we're talking hundreds of people have been really good, genuine people. And each one of them has, have actually pushed us ahead in some way. Right. So there is no ill feeling. A lot of them are still in touch with me. Uh, a lot of advice going back and forth and, and there's a lot of, a lot of goodwill out there, but what we've learned is don't rush the process. Don't fall in love with the resume. The resume could be so pretty and so shiny. And this is a scary one. Don't even rely on the accomplishments, even if they're correct. It's more about the person, who they are, right? So always, always, always start with the who, the what, and all that other stuff. It'll iron itself out, but it's all about the who. I'll take someone that's the right person and take six months to a year and invest in them. Uh, and they'll do much better than f- hiring someone that's done the exact job, done it extremely well, but is the wrong person for the company. You know, that's one thing. For I've sure. Got it. Tell me about an employee you'll never forget in a positive way. Does it have to be a former employee? No, no, it could be a current one. Um, I mean, there's been quite a few, right? But one, one, there's two, one, uh, happened to be very young person early on in his career and extremely talented. Uh, and I saw, I saw a little bit of me and him. Right. And the whole concept was there was a little bit of tension cause he didn't work as hard as I did. And he, he didn't want it as bad as I did. And I was trying to change him. This is many years ago, uh, only because I cared, you know, and what he told me is, look, I respect you. I think you're incredible, but I'm not you. I just do things differently. And learning to respect that was huge because he's still here. He's grown tremendously. He's a winner. He's helped our company grow and he's a leader in our company. Right. So that he, that was huge. He, he helped me grow as a leader because I was used to someone to be great has to have the workhorse, you know, work ethics that I have. And that's not always the case. You know, sometimes they do it in other ways. It's almost never the case, you know, and again, going back to our egotistical 
uh, personalities as founders, we always think, you know, everyone is going to work just as hard as us. And, and I realized if they're working just as hard or harder than I am, then I'm not working hard enough. I should be the hardest worker in the company, right? I should always set the pace for everybody else. Do they have to work as hard as me? No, because they don't own the company. It's, it's a different, there's a reason why I'm the owner and they're not right. Even though they're completely valuable and, and what they do, it's just, it's always going to be different. That was something I had to realize was, you know, people are just different, you know, in terms of their, their level of ambition or even what makes them happy. It's not, it's not even a laziness thing. It's just, people aren't happy doing those things. They, they, they're happier doing other things. You know, they're Absolutely. happier riding their dirt bikes or, you know, going out to restaurants more often or cooking, you know what I mean? And that's something I, I, I had to learn to realize um, early on. So what is the number one thing you attribute to the success of Higher Clout? Um, I think for us, it's, it's always been the genuine, genuineness and the care the genuine care for our customers. I mean, people, people feel it, they, they sense it, they smell it. It's, it's real. There is no fakeness. There's no BS. And I think people genuinely enjoy that. And so what, what's, what's done, what's happened because of that is we've survived two recessions, right? We've thrived in two recessions because what ends up happening is those folks remember how good you were to them. You know, and so, so when they can, and assuming they're decent people, when they can help step up and, and help you get through that crisis or the next challenge, they'd love to. And so because of that, you know, we've been able to do that and grow. And our customers, our employees feel that, you know, this is a tough industry. Not every recruiting firm is loved, you know. And so when our employees sense the, the love by the clients and the candidates and the other customers, they, 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 they want to step into that responsibility of genuinely caring for our clients. It's huge. Yeah. Uh, recruiting firms definitely have a bad rap with me. You know, I've, I've tried to use them with clients and work with them, but I also worked for one, um, before I really got I into that. HR and I just, it's just sales. See? That's all they care about. They just pound you with like, not even resumes, right? They edit the resumes for the candidate. And then they, they send you these, you know, little summaries highlighting certain things. They're not true in most cases, um, or they're, they're just leaving information out. And so I particularly um, was not a fan of, third-party recruiters only because I know that this is what they do. But I've learned that the boutique firms do a much better job than the bigger firms. Because it's all about relationships. That's the key, right? So if, if, if you don't want to just pound the phone and harass people all day, you do it right so that, that, that customers could line up to get business, to do business with you versus the other way around. Absolutely. Why would a talented professional choose to work for higher clout? It's a good question. Um, let me know. I'll let you know when I figure it out. Give me some time. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Joke, joke, joke. I was joke. like, really? I sent this ahead no, of time. No, I love like this place. Have- <laughs> I love this place. No, I think genuinely green fields, right? This, there's so much growth potential here. Green fields. There is no boundaries and, and, 
you know, uh, seniority and all this nonsense that would stop someone from coming in and literally owning this place, right? So, so I mean, to me, that's all, that's all I wanted as a professional. I worked for big companies as well, and it drove me crazy how much red tape there was. There is zero red tape, zero politicking going on. It's come in, kick ass, and grow. Um, someone can come in, honestly, within a few years, become a managing partner, own a piece of the company. I mean, with, when I say within a few years, it definitely several years, right? But um, there's so much potential here. And we do treat people well, and it is a nice environment. I think you've, you, you've seen that already a little bit. Um, and as no, I, there's there. someone chasing me around with a thermometer. You saw that. That was <laughs> awesome. That's our lovely Jackie. Uh, so, so yes, that's, 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 that's us, right? So it's, it's a wonderful place to work. Very comfortable, very real, very honest, caring environment. Doesn't mean it's easy. It's a tough, tough place. Uh, performance is very important. It's a performance driven place, but uh, it's, it's, it's a caring environment, safe place for people to come in and be themselves. They can truly bring their, their whole self to work here. They don't have to hide themselves. They don't have to half-ass themselves. Nope. Full ass or nothing. <laughs> um, what positions are you currently hiring for? Um, so I'll give you two sides. So for our clients, we're hiring anything from VP of engineering, director of engineering, down to software architects, tech leads, cloud operations managers, everything and anything. So any kind of technical or product person uh, we're hiring for. As far as internally, we are looking for uh, tech recruiters, business development folks. We're looking for directors of recruiting and business development. Uh, potentially down the line, we are looking for a integrator, which you're aware of uh, uh, with the EOS model. We would like someone to integrate all the different departments together, uh, almost in a VP of ops or COO type of role. That's probably down the deadline a little bit, but those are all the different folks we'd love to welcome. Talented Very recruiters. cool. Where can listeners, you know, find these positions, you, your company, your services? We are on LinkedIn, right? HireCloud, it's easy. Uh, HireCloud.com, our new website is live. They can go there. They can email us at info at HireCloud.com and we're here. And Avita said HireCloud.com as well. Awesome. Hire Clout is hire, H-I-R-E, Clout, C-L-O-U-T dot com, just for everybody listening and who can't spell. Um, Avidis, thank yes. you so much for being here. Thank you. You've been awesome. This is one of my favorite podcasts I've done, and uh, you brought the goofiness out of me on a Friday, so thank you. That better be true. I'm going to go listen to some other podcasts that you were on, and if you said that to them, I'm done with you forever. I say it to all the girls, right? <laughs> it's gonna be a good day today because um i just got a text that my eyebrow threading place is is reopening wow officially I know. exactly wow. like i actually miss them asking me if i wanted to get my upper lip threaded i tell them no every time but they keep asking me what is it what is threading i, I don't know much about that it's it's like uh like hair removal for like your eyebrow ah. it's it's like a way to remove hair i mean got come it. on bro Bro, hey, I don't know. My wife is very low maintenance. She doesn't do any of this stuff. She's chill, so I don't, I don't, I'm not aware. Is she Armenian? She is. She, she's Armenian, yeah. I don't know. I need to talk to her. I need to yeah, figure I'm out telling how, you. She, how she manages her unibrow. No, no idea. She doesn't have one. Nor do I. That's, that's insane. I don't know. It's a myth. It's a myth. 
It's not a myth for me. It's there. <laughs> like I have a five o'clock shadow it. on my unibrow. Oh, I love it. It's ridiculous. Um, You're ridiculous. Number one bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening. Um, to everybody here, you can find us on Instagram at HR Sucks. We only have 120 followers right now, so you'd be a founding follower if you did start following us. Ooh. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a beat. HR Sucks, we know, but being a pencil stuck in a blender sucks more. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Love it. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. 